Hello and welcome back to Lounge Through the Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two ex-librarians keeping in touch, though I'm almost at my year anniversary of not being a librarian. So at this point, Claire, I feel like we're just two friends keeping in touch due to long mm. distance. Um, <laughs> and me and Claire keep in touch through reading books together, and we are currently reading The Humans by Matt Haig, and we're over halfway through the book now, aren't we, Claire? We are, yeah. It's it's quite an interesting book because it's about this the the alien that has taken over the body of this human being called Andrew and he's just discovering things about humans that he obviously doesn't experience on his own planet. And one of those things is is really mental health, isn't it? Yeah. I mean the the reason I chose this book is because me and you really liked Matt Haig's the Midnight Library, which was obviously a book all about what ifs and what could have beens and things that hound our mental health daily. And that's the reason I chose the humans because I know he's kind of an author that focuses on that. Mm. And the, it, as you say, it's weird because it is a book that is talking about mental health, but through the guise of this alien. So it's almost like unpicking it or seeing it at its basic level, like the feelings of pain and happiness and how important they are in the grand scheme of things because without pain we can't really know the true meaning of happiness and this alien has clearly come from a planet where there is no pain which means there's no joy sort of thing there's no there's nobody to care for you or things to look forward to because it just seems quite a flat sort of utopic society potentially where everybody just kind of goes about their business and there isn't any fear of of death or pain and uh, it's such a novel thing for the alien to suddenly be on earth and see that we're almost governed by it and and the coping mechanisms we have to avoid our fears yeah because you actually think that he's quite enjoying having a a bit of pain because he's actually enjoying being looked after there is that side of it that he's experiencing and then he's also experiencing other members in his family their pain there's Isabel's pain because of how she's been treated by Andrew and then there's Gulliver's pain and there's suicide issues going on there which actually featured in the Midnight Library as well so he's experiencing lots of different things to do with this pain actor yeah and this these pages that we read from last week focus on that theme heavily I I thought anyway you know there was Mm. as you say Isabel's pain with him finding her book when she wrote it you know being a new mum and feeling quite lonely his son's pain because as you said there's heavy suicide themes and some you know crazy things went off and it's almost like the pain is making the alien care about these people because he wants to Mm. help them with it and also understand yeah. it and it's an interesting take on you know our, one of our basic things that we have as humans which maybe we don't always think about and I think it's a it's a clever way to look at it um, from an alien point of view but he also touched upon the violence you know the aliens are always saying how violent humanity is and how greedy we are and I felt like in this part of the book we had the football hooligans that were really mm. violent for for no reason he used his pain. He used pain in order to control that situation, which he's already used that in past chapters as well, hasn't he? So he's yeah. knowing that he can use that to control the human beings as well. 
to stop them doing something. Mm. And actually, he did also uh, start using humour. <laughs> when he went into his first lecture, um, everyone was laughing about him, obviously, in his naked incident. And he actually went in there and was hilarious. And he, he's never experienced making people laugh. Because as I say, I feel like back home, there is no emotion whatsoever no. in his alien race. Which, to me, sounds terrifying and horrible and... I think it's a clever way of making you go, isn't it good that we have emotions rather than not having anything at all? Yeah. But I do actually think that Isabel is, um, she quite likes this Andrew because clearly the last Andrew was quite um, a selfish person, very self-centred, wasn't really into family life. And that's why there's a lot of problems in the family situation. Yeah, I've got to say, Andrew doesn't sound like a nice character at all. Like, I think the alien possessing him was probably, like, the best thing that could have happened to their family, strangely enough. Because her husband was having an affair that has been confirmed and clarified. And I believe we've met her as well. We have met her, but we don't Mm -hmm. know the extent of their relationship. I I do feel sorry for alien Andrew, though, because he really likes Isabel. And I think that's going to really upset him when he's got to deal with the fallout of previous Andrew's mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a tricky one for him, I think. He'll probably just, like you say, bump her off. Yeah, I think he'll just <laughs> like start talking to her and be like, you no longer know me. We no longer, you know, we never had the affair. Mm. And she'll just slink away into yeah. non-existence. Because he seems to have that power of like telling people... This is what happens, and then they just do it. Because he tried to do it with Gulliver, but it didn't quite go to plan. Well, this is the thing, right? I am wondering... So when I read that bit that he did with Gulliver, because Gulliver ended up turning back on him, didn't he? Mm. Is that how he got Andrew out the house to possess him, to take over his body? Maybe, but... I don't know. He doesn't remember... Because as far as the, I'll call him just the alien for now, as far as he's aware, he was meant to just go straight into Andrew's body in his house or in his office. Mm. But Andrew was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I'm still, that still baffles me. I'm not sure whether that's going to get explained or not. I don't know know if it's ever going to be explained. I don't know if it was just like he thought, that's a really good place to start the story and hasn't thought about why it started there. Why it started there. Because I I really want to know why it started like that. Unless when Andrew found out this mathematical revelation of prime numbers, he suddenly just went bananas because it was just too much for one human to understand. And had his own mental breakdown. Maybe he's not even an alien. What? No. That would be really (laughs) obsessing if there was no aliens in this book. And it was just one guy's psychic break. Could you imagine? That would be so disappointing. It's not going to turn out to be a dream, is it? I really (laughs) hope not. Because I will throw the book in the bin. (laughs) That would not be good. So, yeah. So far... Still really enjoying it. I feel like it's taking on a bit of a pace now. It's definitely a book that, even though it's got so much in-depth emotion, it still feels to me quite surface. Like, it's not a book that I feel connected to, but I am enjoying reading it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I'm thinking that perhaps we read up to part three, which is uh, page 238 for the next part. Yeah, sounds good. So next week, we will be reading up to part three and discussing everything that's happened within those pages. So please join along with us. Um, We'll be getting up to page 238. Yay, thanks Claire. (laughs) Um, So follow along with us. And of course, if you aren't reading The Humans, but are just enjoying hearing us talk about it, of course, join us next week because we will have definitely more to say on it. But in Mm -hmm. other book news, what other books have we been enjoying this week? Well, I can tell you that I finished the book, The Impulse Purchase by Veronica Henry. You finished it? Yeah, finished it. Um, I, I'm going to give it a, a renew because I did enjoy it. It's one of those books that you'll stick in a pile of books and you might have somebody visiting and, and you'll go and they'll pick the book up and read it and you'll go, oh yeah, that's a nice read. Take that one to the beach, you'll enjoy that. Or take it on yeah. holiday, you'll enjoy that read. It wrapped up quite well. From what I got from it, the, the character Cherry who kind of started the the ball rolling with this impulse purchase of the pub, it almost turned on her a little bit with her husband because when you start understanding it, you actually understand that she was a little bit selfish about it. The fact that Mm. she decided in his retirement that they were, you know, they were both going to retire, that she went and bought this pub on a whim and was throwing herself into it and and her daughter and granddaughter were in it and and the husband was just totally ignored in the situation and I think he felt a bit out of it and yes she did jump to the conclusion that he was having an affair with this other woman when I think it transpired that he wasn't but she got the wrong end of the stick or perhaps she ought to have spoken to him about it before she went and did this purchase But in the end, buying that pub also was good for her, good for her family as well. But she did realise that she didn't want to lose her husband. And her husband did go, well, actually, he wasn't her husband. They they were never married. Sorry, they were never married. So they were always just lifelong partners. He ended up going over to um, Germany. He was in Berlin and he was setting up an art exhibition and she ends up going over there and catching up with him and obviously the story wraps up and the story wraps up with the other characters as something good that happens in each of their sort of roles and they make affirmative empowering decisions and stuff like that so it all just wraps up nicely in the end oh so it's a really positive read yeah it was a very positive read yeah i really liked it I like that. Sometimes you just need books with happy endings. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good one that if you you were thinking of deciding to do something, it would inspire you to get up and go and do it. Did it help you get out of your reading slump? Because before this book, you read a book that you didn't like and you were struggling to get into it again. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the other book that I picked up, which, because I was going to go and buy a new one, wasn't I? But I stayed at my friend's house and she had a pile of books on the side. She got Room by Emma Donoghue. So I've seen the film, but never read the book. It's about a girl that is trapped in this shed and she has a son and the son has never seen the outside world. 
That sounds really dark. <laughs> in the film, she smuggles him out. I don't know what happens in the book. So that's the book I'm reading at the moment. So that's my I have so many questions too. about why oh. they're in a shed. We got abducted, she did. So she's locked in there as well? She's locked in this shed, yeah. The abductor comes. He's called uh, Old Nick. Yeah. Oh, my. Claire, this sounds like a very dark read. Very dark read, yeah. It's a really good film. I enjoyed the film. Well, enjoyed's probably not quite the right word, but the film was really good, so I'm expecting the book to be even better. <gasps> I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that and your comparisons between the two. Oh, that's good. That sounds like a horrific film, though, and book, and it's prob- it's not my cup of tea. That sounds too depressing. <laughs> too real, maybe, because you know that stuff sort of happens, and that's mm. not nice. My books, I'm still kind of progressing with the two books that I started. So I'm listening to my audiobook, The Murder Marlowe Club, and... Gosh, I'm enjoying that. I've actually started listening to it now in the car in the mornings when I leave work because I just want to know what's going on. And these three women who are the centre of the story are just absolutely hilarious. Sometimes I think, how do they end up in these situations when they're just like looking into this murder? But now there's been three murders and it's kind of turning into a bit of a situation because one murder, you know, fair enough, but three <laughs> And they all seem to be connected and it seems to be there's a Freemason maybe connection. But every time we seem to be introduced to someone who they think could be the killer, they've got an alibi or that person then gets killed. So it's all like, what is going on? Um, I've only got about three hours left and I could not tell you who the killer is or what is going really? on. Really? And I you're usually pretty good at that. Yeah. I don't know if they're not giving me enough crumbs or, you know, I just believe everything they say. So I'm just like, you know, oh, yeah, it could be that person. And then we know it's not. So there's just so many possibilities or not enough suspects potentially to uh, guess it. But I'm, I'm really loving it. Brilliant narrator, fantastic audiobook. Uh, would recommend that one. But I'll let you know my thoughts when I finish it, which I'm hoping will be this week because I can't get enough. And then, obviously, I'm reading my Guilty Pleasure book, um, which is Astrid Parker Never Fails by Ashley Herring Blake. Obviously, I've read her first book, Delilah Green Doesn't Care, and it is a bit like, you know, the book that you've just read. Good, fun, happy stories and nice conclusions. Um, Just something to lift your spirits and feel a bit happy, you know. But it's a typical story about enemies to lovers, if you like that trope, it's got that in it, you know. These two people don't like each other. They're working on like a decoration sort of restoration project. Uh, one's the carpenter, one's the designer. Obviously, they've got conflicting views, so it's not going to plan, but they've just bonded over uh, a game of mini golf. So who knows? I feel like this is when the romance starts to blossom, but I think there will be more fallings out in the future because the main character's quite tightly wound she's quite uptight (laughs) right um but it's just good fun and silly romance really which doesn't sound like me at all but no that's not you at all but you are loving it (laughs) sometimes you just need a little bit of that (laughs) yeah just i feel like it's not trying too hard to be serious you know some romances take themselves way too seriously 
Uh, I feel like this one isn't trying, and that's why I like it. Because <laughs> it's just, it is what it says on the tin, and it's not doing any more than it should do. So currently still reading those two books, very close to finishing both of them. So I'm sure I'll have a review next week of both books. Um, and then I need to think about what to read next because I've still got oh. plenty on my shelves that I need to rifle through. Oh, that's good. You maybe have I to know. do that pick one. Let us pick oh, one. Oh, yes. Reading do you know the first what? I've got page. So many... I, I need to do so much content. I do. I do. I have so many ideas of what I want to post on Instagram and then it's like, oh no, another week's gone by. And all I need to do is get a book and take a picture of it. And somehow the lighting is always wrong in my kitchen. So I'm like, oh, it's too dark. It's too bright. Ah, there's stuff all over the table. Well, the picture I posted this week was um, to try and represent a moon sort of surface. That's why it was very bleak. So uh, yeah, so it was at the top like of this. It. Like it was on a it was on a walk we were on, and we thought, oh, that looks like a moon surface. So it was meant to be quite bleak. I liked it. It's going to become the new image of uh, this podcast's cover because I've yet to make a, a, a specialised cover for the humans book because I've done one for each of the books that we've read, but I didn't have a good enough picture for this one. So I was waiting. I was like, Claire will take it out in the wild at some point. I'll wait yeah. for that picture to come out and then I'll make it. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna put that picture in play for all of the podcasts we've released so far. Oh, so, excellent. <laughs> just giving myself more work to do you know yeah yeah <laughs> you're very good at it though i do try i mean i really like your instagram stuff that you do because i'm just like oh the book looks so good <laughs> uh, i do try i try and match it to something that's happening or the cover of mm. what the book's about so i try and take it like if it's set in a pub i go to a pub and try and put it like that but yeah, I guess at least was... with the room, you can just take a picture of it in any room. I'll <laughs> oh, be in a shed. You'll be in a shed. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. <laughs> right, so that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, as always. And, you know, do follow us on our Instagram, at loungingwithbooks. We're always coming up with new content, or shall I say Claire is always coming up with new content. I do need to join in at some point. <laughs> I will, I promise. You do I will. do a better job it. of it. <laughs> I say it every week and I still don't post anything, but I will. We will be reading up to part three in The Human, so make sure you read along with us or just join us to hear our thoughts on the story. And it is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Thank you.